Welcome to Epignosis, the teaching ministry of Grace Morgan. May the light of God illuminate your heart and may the truth make you free as you listen. I want to speak on something I have entitled Evidence. Faith is a word so familiar, yet so abstract. Since my youthful days as a Christian, I have heard of faith and listened to several messages on the topic, with many versions of the concept of faith. Some versions are realistic and others, well, not so much. The subject has quite a lot of allure because of the way it has been presented. In many instances, it's like a kind of superpower. The ability to have anything you want. That mountain moving power in Mark 11:23. It is definitely a desirable acquisition. Now within the jurisdiction in which I live, that power to change one's life is the greatest desire of most people. It has sent many into many curious practices. There has been a steady increase in the activities of cult groups and spiritualists, all because people seek the ability to change their situation in life. Even within the churches, it's not that different. We see all kinds of strange acts aimed at producing power for the miraculous. I therefore believe it is very important to look at the subject of faith more critically with a view to separate reality from fiction. The general view about faith as it has been thought over the years is that faith means to believe in something. But then, what does it mean to believe something? Now, are we saying that faith is a synonym of belief? Are they really the same thing? Two scriptures that have over the years been used to talk about faith, and those scriptures are Mark 11.23 and Hebrews 11.1. Now, coincidentally, both scriptures are on the 11th chapter. One is attributed to Christ, and the other one comes from an unsigned document. Now, there are those who believe that Hebrews was the work of the Apostle Paul, but some others disagree because Paul usually says his name in his writings, and no name was mentioned in that write-up. Now, while Hebrews 11.1 speaks about the definition of faith, Mark 11.23 describes the workings of faith. So both scriptures don't really speak about the same thing, though they are both talking of the same subject. The most popular of the two and the one that seems to get more attention is Mark 11.23. That is the one that excites everyone. This is because it speaks about what faith can do. That prospect of total possibility is definitely an alluring concept which has boiled the blood of many young men and women, me inclusive. Just 
Just imagine being able to have anything you want, no matter what it is, simply by saying it. Wow, who wouldn't want that? It was so exciting for me when I first heard it in the early 90s, and it sent me on a wild frenzy of confessions. Nothing is impossible if an entire mountain can be moved into the sea just because you said so. Why then do I need to do any work? Who needs a career? Why should I waste my time doing any business when I can just call money to come from everywhere? <laughs> and boy, I called and called. Are you beginning to see the problem? These teachings, as good as they were, inadvertently produced people with great wishes, but no real practical resource on how to meet those desires. They produced a crop of people without the mental energy to solve problems, because they wanted all their problems to solve themselves on their own. It produced a people who believed in just the miraculous, with no desire to learn about process. That's why the most popular ministries in Africa today are prayer ministries. People are no longer willing to engage their minds. They don't want to study or learn. They simply want to pray. Because with prayer, you don't have to challenge your mind at all. Especially the option of praying in tongues where you can be thinking of rice and chicken and at the same time make powerful mountain moving prayers. Isn't that wonderful? This, I believe, is the greatest challenge of our continent, Africa. And the main reason we're in the mess we're in. Africans generally don't really like using their mind. We have the propensity for looking to divine powers for solutions to life problems. That is why we easily fall victim to these kinds of ideas. Now the result is what we are seeing around us, poverty and underdevelopment. We somehow fail to notice that those who simply confront their problems with creativity and hard work are doing far better than we who seem always to seek for divine help for solutions. Now the truth is that God is not interested in solving our problems. Let me say that again. God is not interested in solving our problems. I know that sounds quite foreign to what we have been taught over the years, but if we compare our situations with that of others, who seem to confront their problems on their own, it's quite obvious that it is true. Now, if God were interested in solving our problems with the rate at which prayer is made on the continent of Africa, then we should have no problems at all. But rather, I believe that God wants humanity to confront problems as a means of our own development as a species. Who wants to have a child whose problems you will continue to solve forever? As time goes on, you will like your offspring to stand on their own and find solutions to their own problems. So does God. 
So if faith is not about being able to do whatever you desire, what then is it? We say it means to believe, but what if I believe the wrong thing? Can I still call it faith? I have heard people who believe so many things that are so ridiculous. Can that also be called faith? Like I said earlier, Mark 11.23 is the most popular of the two scriptures used to describe faith. But it doesn't really define faith. It only tells us the possibilities of faith. Mark 11.23 says, and I read, it says, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he says. Now from this scripture, we can see that whatever faith is, it's connected with believing without a doubt. Then, what is believing without a doubt? Now the only thing you believe without a doubt is what you know. In other words, faith is about what you know, not just about what you believe. Now don't get it twisted. Faith is not what you believe, it's not what you know, but it works with what you know. Now the obvious question now becomes, what is faith itself? To get that answer, we have to go over to Hebrews 11.1, and it says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. This scripture defines faith as two things, which mean the same thing. It first says that faith is the substance of things hoped for. And then again, it says it's the evidence of things not seen. So faith is substance or evidence of intangible things, things that are not physical. By saying it's the substance of things hoped for, we see that it's about what has not happened yet. But somehow, you have evidence that it is real. So, I can say that faith is the evidence that something that has not happened yet actually exists now. It is on the basis of this evidence that you act different from everyone else. You speak different from everyone else. And when it happens, everyone else is surprised except you. Because you already had evidence that no one else had. Look at Christ, for example. Christ told them Lazarus is not dead, just sleeping. He wasn't praying that Lazarus will resurrect from the dead. No, he knew the man was alive based on evidence that he alone had. Though everyone else thought he was dead. So when he got there, he did not pray for him to come back to life. No, he simply said, Lazarus, come forth or come out. When Lazarus came out, everyone else was surprised except Christ. 
Now to wrap up this topic, I will give my own personal experience. Over 30 years ago, I went somewhere and they had a keyboard in the living room. Now I had never been so close to a keyboard before, so I went and sat in front of it. But as soon as I sat down, I had a familiar feeling, as if I knew that instrument. It felt like reuniting with someone you know before. For some reason, I knew I had an affinity with that instrument, but I had no previous contact with it. I just knew I should be playing it. I placed my fingers on it and started to play whatever. And within a very short time, I started to make sense on it. To the point that the owners of the keyboard asked me if I knew how to play. I told them no. And they said that I played like someone who had played it before. That's how I followed up on that feeling. I became very good within a very short time. Now when I became so good, so fast, everyone was surprised except me. It was something I knew before based on evidence that I had in me that it will happen. So my dear listeners, as much as it's good to make positive confessions and claim whatever you desire, you must make sure that what you are acting on is something that you already know. Faith is the evidence you have within you that what you can't see is real now. It is only when you have this spiritual evidence that you can be said to be in faith. It's not just about hoping and wishing. It's about having evidence that the things you are hoping for is real. Now, if the thing is written in the scriptures, do not act on it until you receive that evidence inside you. Just because you see something in scriptures doesn't mean it is applicable to you. This is how some students in South Korea a few years ago drowned trying to walk on water like Christ and Peter. Faith is not guts. Faith is not what we call agidi in my country. It's not a force as we previously thought. It's actually evidence of something that is not physical. Now, I pray that God will give us wisdom to apply these principles for the upgrading of our lives spiritually, mentally, and materially. In Jesus Christ's name, I pray. Amen. Thank you very much for listening, and God bless you. Hope you were blessed by these teachings. For inquiry, support and contributions kindly send us an email on epignosis721 at gmail.com you can also send us a message via whatsapp on 234 we would love to hear from you god bless you